Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Man, we barely scratched the surface. Talked about some of the big storylines around the NFL Week 9 and, of course, picked apart Tennessee and Kansas City. That was your choice for After Hours Game of the Week. But we've got so many other compelling finishes and odd, strange developments from Sunday Week 9. Plus, the Major League Baseball season is officially over. It took until the first weekend in November... Oh, my goodness. It was the same night as we saw the end of Daylight Savings Time. (laughs) That was weird. But, yes, on Saturday night, thankfully, we were able to turn the clocks back because after staying up late for LSU Alabama and then Game 6 of the World Series, I felt like I needed that extra hour just to get back to the seven hours of sleep before we get up early. The pets did not care. Uh, The cat was walking on my head at, oh, 5.15 in the morning. She had zero cares in the world about being up early, of course. Uh, and the dog was soon after that, though she generally falls back asleep after I tell her to. <laughs> you don't have to tell Penny to go back to sleep more than once. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Hope that you enjoyed the weekend. And if there was good weather in your area, you were able to get outside and take it in. Some sunshine, some Let's see, fresh air and some activity. How about that? I did a hike on Saturday with a group of strangers. And I had this moment, so I was driving. I was the carpool designated driver, which was fine. I'd, I'd rather drive. If I'm going with people I don't know, I need to be in control and have my car keys and my car available. But I get halfway to our mountain, and I have this... <gasps> moment because I feel like I don't have my phone it's not in my lap it's not in the well of of Princess Leia it's not on my dashboard it's nowhere I have no idea where it is and I think oh my gosh are you really about to go hiking in the wilderness with a group of strangers and you do not have your phone okay Amy not your best move ever but I had been in a big hurry to get out the door because they showed up at my house It was not the one person I was expecting. It was two people. They asked to come inside. I wasn't expecting that. The dog wouldn't come inside. So it was just, it was the last kind of few frenetic moments before I got into the car, got out of the house and got into the car. And we get to where we're going. I'm trying not to have a panic attack over being in the middle of the wilderness with no phone, (laughs) with a bunch of strangers and uh, wondering if I'm ever coming out again. And I open up my backpack to put my keys away. And lo and behold, there is my phone. Whew. Okay. 
I'm fine. I'm good. Now, it wasn't too much longer. Uh, we were on the trail maybe 30 minutes later. The phone could not save me from falling on my rear end. My boot slipped on what was a wet rock. It was hard to see, kind of the dew and some light rain. So my boot slipped out from underneath, out from underneath me, excuse me, and I landed on my rear end. But better than my hip or my tailbone or an elbow. Yeah, if I'm going to land on something, the butt is the right place to land. It's a built-in padding. Uh, so, yeah, I survived the embarrassment of that and also <laughs> survived hiking with seven other strangers. It was good. It was gorgeous weather. It was hot, actually, and humid. But uh, really nice hike and some pretty pictures. I didn't put anything up, but that was my activity. The rest was sports. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Well, if we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and a vintage late game drive where he comes up with all these creative ways to dazzle us and also spark his team to victory, I suppose we should do that with Tom Brady, right? Except we have not seen much of vintage Tom Brady at all this season. And something had to break in a game between the Rams and the Buccaneers in Tampa. Now, this is a rematch, actually, of last year's divisional playoff game that went down to the wire. And so these two teams really scuffling offensively, hoping that they would find a tune-up against the other. Maybe a little spark, maybe a little life except the defenses are also really good. And so it did not turn into that. It didn't turn into one of those games where you feel like you finally settled into a rhythm and a groove as an offense. Still, though, somebody had to win. And both teams were in desperate need of a W in this game. In the first half, a single touchdown. Just one. That's it. They're pretty stingy when it comes to their points these days. Cam Akers split out at receiver, wide is to the left. High snap Stafford, he spears it, throws down the seam. Cooper Cup at the tip of a 40, now the 20, right side 10, 5. Touchdown, Cooper Cup! Touchdown, L.A. 69 yards down the seam. Oh, 69 yards and Cooper Cup, he gone. He found an opening in the seam found a nice spot where he could turn, catch the ball coming from Matthew Stafford, and then there was nobody who was going to be able to corral him, nobody who had an angle. Uh, There may have been one defender who was at least flush with him, but there was no way to catch Cooper Cup. J.B. Long on Rams Radio. So Tampa Bay is trailing 7-6 to at the half. Yep. Definitely one of those highlight reel defensive games. <laughs> the Buccaneers have a myriad of punts, a bunch of them three and outs. They have a blocked field goal and only nine points on the board. So no touchdowns, only nine points via field goals. Ryan Suckup might be the MVP of the Buccaneers to this point in the season. Empty possessions all over the place until late in the fourth quarter. This is the game that was on CBS. So Jim Nance, Tony Romo. And they're talking about how these are the situations where no matter what we've seen from Brady this season, you have to expect that this is his comfort zone and there's always the chance. But I'll be honest, lately, my hope has faded. 
for these late game situations with Tom Brady, with Aaron Rodgers. We just haven't seen them and their offenses. It's not just them. Tom Brady is constantly under siege. The number of throws he's hurrying on a weekly basis, it's it's pretty astounding. You can point to that offensive line and know that it's a work in progress at best. And did you see the number of dropped passes in this game between the Bucks and the Rams? At last count, there were seven. And we're not talking about new guys. We're not talking about rookies. We're talking about Mike Evans, who was so angry at himself. Chris Godwin, who was so frustrated at himself. So to blame Tom Brady is a little bit ridiculous. It's certainly a problem for the offense and the team as a whole. And they're searching for something, anything to get them on track. But the number of people who are blaming Tom Brady and saying he's too old and should retire, you're just not paying attention. Brady is still playing high-quality football most of the time. Is he off here and there? Yeah. But is Brady like some young quarterback who's just flinging the ball around with no knowledge of what's happening or carelessly? He doesn't turn the ball over a ton still. He's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL easily, even at this age and even with this record. And so... I was still hoping we were going to see something from these Buccaneers in the late stages. It's 13-9 LA after a three and out. 44 seconds. Why don't we ratchet up the degree of difficulty? Oh, P.S. The Buccaneers fans were booing through a good portion of this game. (laughs) Right? So they weren't having it either. They were having a hard time holding on to any type of faith or light. But it was the Cade Otten drive, actually. A rookie, Cade Otten, one of their tight end options who's trying to fill that void left in the wake of the retirement by Rob Gronkowski. And you could see early on that Brady is finally in his element in this drive. Four completed passes. He's working the sidelines brilliantly. Now, I imagine the Rams were giving him that. They didn't want to give up anything over the middle, except he was pinpoint accuracy. The timing was near perfect. And after a pass interference, they were close and they were late. First and goal. Brady in the shotgun. Otten sniffed to the right side. Evans wide to the left. Here's the snap. In play action fake. Pass to the right side. Caught ball. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Buccaneers take the lead with nine seconds. Kate Otten. Fire the cannons. Fire the cannons. Fire them again. Faking the run we've seen so many times down here on the goal line to Fournette. He sticks it out there. Brady rolls to his right. Kate Otten blocks down and then comes out flat. Tom Brady gets it to him and he's able to lean up and get in the end zone. Cade Otten, welcome to the NFL rookie. Gene Deckerhoff with the Bucks play-by-play on their radio network. Yeah, he had the first catch of that drive as well. 28 yards. And so Brady finally settles in, and his receivers do their jobs as well. And if you were watching this game, I hope that you were, they score with nine seconds to go, and you would have thought they had just won that playoff game against the Rams going back to last winter. The celebration on the sidelines, wow, it erupts. There's joy. There's relief. There are these humongous bro hugs. Actually, forget bro hugs. They're like actual hugs. They're like girl hugs. (laughs) They're huge 
embraces. They're the kind of hugs that I give my girlfriends. Those hugs, that celebration, the joy, it painted a picture of how frustrating this time has been for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 55th game-winning drive of Tom Brady's career. Oh, by the way, it was the only score in the red zone. The the Rams and the Buccaneers were combined one for five in the red zone. That was awesome. That was f***ing awesome. It's all about the win, so it's all about the win, man. It's joyous. We won. We hadn't won in a couple weeks, you know. It was happy to get a win. It was a hard-fought game. It was complimentary football. It was a team win. You know, it's a lot easier to fly overseas after you win a game than lose a game, so we just got to start putting them together. We just had to do it, you know. There wasn't really an option. Um, I don't know. It was just determination, I feel like. It was, you know, everyone knew what they had to do. Everyone had to know they had to do their assignment, you know, for us to be successful, and um, we should go execute. It's just so different after a win. It's not like they figured it all out. It's not like all of a sudden they've exercised all these demons or the offensive line is going to be fantastic. You hear Tristan Wirfs. We were not losing this game. But to work on your offense, your timing, your rhythm, to figure out what's gone wrong, what's going wrong, to work out the kinks. Oh, man, so much easier, so much more pleasant when it's coming off of a win. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Kate Otten, the rookie who had the drive <laughs> along with Tom Brady. Fantastic moment for him in front of the Bucks fans at Raymond James Stadium. The receivers outside me did a great job getting me open. Uh, the O-line and running back sold run, and then Tom delivered the ball. So uh, everyone did their job, and, and that was the result. We needed it. We needed it. We got it. We fought to the end. Defense played great, made some plays offensively. Um, you know, I know we left a few out there, but it's a, t- you know, it's a team's tough team. So uh, got some great players. Glad we won. Yeah, his Let's Go podcast on Monday is going to be fire. <laughs> so good for the Bucks. I was waiting for this. I know a lot of us were waiting for this. Still haven't gotten it with Aaron Rodgers. We'll uh, get to Rodgers and some of the other frustrated QBs. Even Josh Allen was was smashing the kicking net with his helmet uh, on Sunday and talking about how the Bills can't win with a, a quarterback playing like a word that I can't say on the radio. But finally, we see one of these high-profile quarterbacks and teams come through with a game-winning drive, right? So I've been waiting for it with the Rams, with the Packers, certainly with the Buccaneers. It must feel like the 1,000-pound gorilla has been lifted off their backs. But that's not the case for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to stay connected throughout this, but we do have to be able to look inward and and figure out what are some of the solutions, changes, adjustments, different things that we have to do to be able to get different results and different production from our offense. It's not a shortage of effort, but at some point, how much more effort can you give? you got to change something. you got to find a way to... Uh, find a way to you know be efficient and score points. It's just frustrating, but uh, you know it is a loss, and you have to be able to move forward. You got to be able to get back to work and, and find a way to right the ship. Cooper Cup, the highlight for the Los Angeles Rams, eight for a, eight catches. Excuse me, this is this is my shorthand. Eight for one twenty-seven. <laughs> eight catches, one hundred twenty-seven yards, and the long score that is the only touchdown. For the Rams, the Super Bowl champions, they fall to three 
and five on the season. They're now third place in the NFC West. Here's the deal with the NFC. It's mediocre at best. (laughs) You've got your really good teams at the top. Five, would you say five good teams? I guess we could say five good teams, right? Minnesota, eh, maybe. No, we should include Seattle. Seattle, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Dallas, the New York Giants. Those are your five good teams. Teams that have at least six wins. Outside of those teams, you guys, nobody else is above 500. That's the NFC right now. Five teams with winning records, nobody else above 500. Ew. And so because of that, all of these teams that have three wins, that have four wins, that includes the Commanders. It includes the Falcons, to be sure. It includes the Niners. It includes the Packers. All of these teams still have a shot at wild cards because we have half the season to go. Maybe we're not talking about the Commanders winning the division or the Packers rallying to earn the North. A little humble pie there for Aaron Rodgers, who said he owned the division for the last eight years, not to mention all the teams in it. But right now, the Falcons and the Bucks are tied atop the NFC South with a 4-5 and five record. Okay. Plenty of real estate to go. All right, straight ahead. What about Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers in Detroit? Lots of you posting on my Facebook page that this would be the tonic. This would be the elixir that the Packers needed to get back on track. Don't. Also, Josh Allen, why is he frustrated? Maybe because the Bills haven't beat a team in the AFC East yet? Just, I'm spitballing here. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. We'll have our poll up. Who's most mortified, miserable on Monday? I have to growl it. It just doesn't sound the same if I say it in my normally happy voice. (laughs) I don't know if I sound happy. I sound energetic. I'll give you that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Also on our Facebook page, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
Rodgers takes play action, dumps it, it off is. left side of Bakhtiari. It's intercepted. Intercepted in the end zone by Aiden Hutchinson. They were going for Bakhtiari on the left side, and Hutchinson at 6-7 reached up and made the pick. Second interception for Rodgers today. Green Bay's going to go empty here on second down and 10 from the Lions 23. Rodgers going to work out of the gun. Aaron Jones splits out wide right. Lions show four across the front, two deep safeties. Rodgers leans in, there's the snap, he's back. Rodgers looking, looking, throws deep middle. Picked off by the Lions, coming back the other way, Kirby Joseph again. How about that rookie? He is something else. Oh, baby, how big is that? Hits, misses, and messes. Time to talk football after hours with Amy Lawrence. We could really stop right there, and uh, you you could take from this Packers-Lions game, all you need to know, a pair of red zone interceptions by Aaron Rodgers and a third interception late in the game. And so because of that, not only do the Packers come up with very few points, not even double digits, but they also go over four in the red zone. Rodgers is screaming and yelling on the sidelines like you do not often see him. He looked more like Tom Brady. Now, he wasn't necessarily yelling at people. For the most part, he was just screaming. It seemed like most of the Packers were giving him plenty of space and were keeping their distance because he was yelling F-bombs and everything else that you can imagine uh, if you can read lips. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So, yes, a pair of red zone interceptions in the first half. They're trailing 8 nothing to Detroit at the break. And then later on, uh, not only do they have a hard time keeping track of the football, there's a couple of fumbles that they nearly lose. It's just a total mess. They don't have any points until the third quarter. And you've got yet another interception by Rodgers. Kid made a nice one down the middle, but the other two... You know, I probably should have just checked out that play and handed the ball off or adjusted the route in the first one. And then, uh, yeah, I just was a little off balance and threw a bad one to Dave in the back. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. Dan Miller on Detroit Lions Radio. And Dan is one of our favorites. So it's always good when we have the opportunity to give highlights and and put them out here on the show. Detroit responds after the Green Bay Packers finally get on the board. Uh, So again, they don't have anything, anything up, not a field goal, not a safety, nothing until the middle of the third quarter when finally Rodgers directs a scoring drive and Alan Lazard hauls in a 20-yard catch. But Detroit responds and takes the ball away from Aaron Rodgers. Any momentum they might have had, the Lions keep the ball for five minutes. It's a 13-play drive with a healthy dose of Jamal Williams that may have been intentional. I know that DeAndre Swift, uh, they're still trying to work him back into the offense, but it's a lot of Jamal Williams to employ the ball control, and ultimately they get a good look. Big play right here. Let's see what Ben Johnson dials up. Third and goal from the three for the Lions. Goff empty out of the gun. He's got it back. Looks, 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 looks. Throws, end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. James Mitchell, hey rookie, welcome to Detroit. That's your first NFL touchdown. Oh, boy, did they need that. (laughs) The fact that he had so much time to look, 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 
look, according to Dan Miller, would indicate really that there wasn't much of a pass rush or not a successful pass rush on that particular snap. Uh, also, there were no sacks of Jared Goff. And so they weren't able to get to him to, to knock him down. He was able to stand back there in the pocket. You may or may not think highly of Jared Goff as a quarterback. I know that he is he is a mixed bag a lot of the times. I mean, he can look tremendous and he can look terrible. And sometimes it can be on the same drive. Uh, but if you give him time to throw, he's still an NFL quarterback. And he did have time to throw. And you hear the touchdown to pad the lead there. Made it 15-6. to six. Ew. Looks, looks, looks. <laughs> Dan Miller on Lions Radio. So it was 15 to 9 when Green Bay tags on another field goal. Oy, sometimes it's so painful. I feel like yelling, my eyes, my eyes, or just covering up my eyes because it's it can be really gross. And the Lions have had a lot of pretty sweet offense. Remember, for the first, what, five weeks, they were leading the NFL in points per game. So their offense can be good. It's just their defense can be terrible. Well, in this particular game, it was actually the exact opposite. So Green Bay pulls within 15-9. The Lions try to run out the clock, uh, and they end up ultimately with a fourth down. So they go for it on fourth down, which is interesting in and of itself, right? That Dan Campbell decides they'd rather not give it back to Aaron Rodgers, even though it's been bad. And they try to pick up the first down, but it's an incomplete pass by Jared Goff on fourth down. So with two minutes to go, in fact, the Packers do have the ball back. It's their last chance. And this drive just blew me away. Twice they fumble. They managed to keep possession. Why? Because both of them are touched by Detroit players while they're out of bounds. I mean, it's not like they fumbled and fell on it. No, they were they're like the bad news bears on this last drive. They fumble and they only managed to keep it because Detroit doesn't have possession as a toe is on the sideline, yada, yada. And one of them, they really had to go back and look at it to be sure that Detroit didn't have possession. And so it was it was a mess. Four incomplete passes from the 17-yard line. Four of them. That doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers. One play, fellas. One play. Fourth and ten Packers trailing the Lions by six from the Lions' 17. Rodgers is going to work out of the gun. This building is alive. That's zero again. That's a th- Rodgers back. He's got it. Looking, looking. Pressure throws it up for grabs in the end zone. Incomplete. Incomplete. Ball game over. Boys, let's get out of here. Wait, that's Four your game building. losing streak over, and man, did this team need that. <laughs> I'm proud of them. I just gave the game ball to AG. It's a hell of a job, man. Coaches his heart out, and... Uh, you know, he put everything into it as he always does, and those guys responded. We knew we needed takeaways today. A minimum of two is what we talked about. And uh, Kirby Joseph came up big. Hutch got one. But as a whole, that defense, man, they they uh, they rose up. And, uh, you know, I thought we played aggressive. I did think we challenged on the perimeter. Look, some of the plays that they made, we were in the fight. And that's all you can ask for. We're in it. We're in it. So, all right, they made a play. But, uh I felt like, man, we made them go the hard way, the long, hard way, and uh, we were able to sustain. They definitely did do it the long, hard way, though the, the Lions didn't always make it look pretty either. I love that Dan Miller's call is, let's get out of here. Let's go home. Um, maybe they just don't want to be in the building anymore. It can be a house of horrors at times. 
It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Get out of here. (laughs) Dan Campbell was asked how he'll celebrate this win. I'll be honest with you, I'm exhausted. So, like, I just, you know, I want to go home, put the feet up, drink a beer, and just, you know, so it feels real good. I'm just proud of them. I really am. I'm proud of our coaches. I'm proud of the players. I, I'm proud of everybody. I'm so proud of these guys, man. It's it's so hard. And so proud. You guys don't make it any easier, easier certainly. Um, but it's it's so hard to, to con- continue to do that, and we just do. We just do. I, I, we'll, we'll never lay down, and, and I know there's teams across this league that will, and we're not one of them. Obviously uh, extremely disappointed right now. Um, you know, to I thought our defense battled. Um, and did a really good job. That's, that's, this is an offense that I want to say in the last seven games have scored 27-plus in this building. So, you know, to not take advantage of that performance is, is certainly disappointing. Um, you know, just too many mistakes. Uh, turnovers, obviously not scoring the first two times in the red zone. Um, and then penalties at, at really inopportune times. And the only way we can get through that, we got to stop doing those, those things that are, are really hurting us. Well, there's many of those. There's plenty of misery to go around. I'm certain the Packers are going to get a healthy number of votes in our Mortified Monday poll. So we'll get that up before we hit the top of the hour. Rogers was told by a reporter that he looks miserable on the field sometimes. I think that's an exaggeration. Um, Frustration and miserability are two different emotions, so... Um, when I decided to come back, it was all in, and and I don't make decisions. And then, you know, hindsight, 2020, you know, have regrets about uh, big decisions like that. So I was all in, and uh, this is uh, a lot of life lessons for sure this year. Um, but luckily, it's not over. There's still a lot of games left. We'll be counted out probably by many, and we'll see how we respond. Miserability is not a word I've ever used before. Obviously, miserable is one we use on a regular basis. Here's the definition of miserable, just so you know. Wretchedly unhappy, uneasy, or uncomfortable. Miserability in the Urban Dictionary is the state of being in extreme discomfort or excruciating pain. Right. That seems to describe what Aaron Rodgers. He was also asked if he regretted returning. If he regretted not retiring, which I think is a, I understand why reporters do what they do most of the time. I think that's a, just a ridiculous question. Uh, I mean, what did you expect him to say? Yes. In fact, I think I'll retire right now. It's just not going to happen, man. That's the similar question that reporters asked Tom Brady a couple of weeks ago. Was he considering potentially retiring? Yes. Right in the middle of the bleeping season, I'm going to walk away. Oh my gosh, do you guys not pay attention at all to the guys that you're covering? They're too stubborn to do anything like that. And Rodgers obviously isn't happy, at least on the field. Uh, We'll hear from him coming up this week. He's got to bear some responsibility. And the jokes were all over uh, social media because he recently, two weeks ago, said that if guys weren't doing the job, they should put other guys on the field that would or give other guys a shot. And do you know who was trending on Sunday afternoon while the Packers were sucking? Jordan Love. There were thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets 
calling for Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. I obviously don't think the Packers pay attention to that, but Rodgers was a big part of the problem on Sunday. It's not other guys. Not today. It was Rodgers. And he sets the tone, which means that as he goes, so go the Packers. It's been that way since 2008. First five-game losing skid since he took over as the starter for Green Bay. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, Bills and Jets, Patriots with that down-and-dirty defense. The AFC East is a bear. What do we get to Dolphins and Chicago? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, well, haha. I didn't even mean to do that. Wait till we get to dolphins and bears. <laughs> you are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Bills four for five on third down tries. Now the snap to Josh. Going to keep it and run on himself. Left side has a first down and more. Gets inside the 20, inside the 15, headed to the end zone, and he is in. Touchdown. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen just ran it in from 39 yards out. Wow. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This was a very close runner-up for the After Hours game of the week. Probably wouldn't have been in, say, the last five years or so, or even going back the last 10 years. And yet, 
because of the AFC East, the strength of the AFC East, and the fact that the Bills right now, along with the Chiefs, are the team to beat in that conference, this was a game at MetLife Stadium where the fans were fired up to see Josh Allen, to see if Zach Wilson and the Jets offense could recover from last week's abysmal performance against the Patriots when he threw three interceptions or three completions to the other team. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So as you hear with John Murphy on Bill's radio, Buffalo starts out strong. Well, I take that back. Buffalo actually started with an interception. (laughs) So Josh Allen gets intercepted by Jordan Whitehead. And the first half starts that way and then ends with a missed field goal. Okay, so they bookended it with miserable plays that they would like back. But the first touchdown comes at the end of a nearly eight-minute drive. So after he throws that first pick, well, then Josh Allen settles in. He's got a one-yard rushing touchdown, and then his second rushing touchdown of that opening half goes 35 yards in the second quarter. I love the way that the Jets responded to everything that the Bills threw at them, right? So intercepting him, on the opening drive was humongous because it got the crowd whipped into a frenzy. Uh, the defense was able to give the ball back to the or give the ball to the Jets' offense. I mean, it's huge to be able to start like that as opposed to starting with this huge long drive from the Buffalo Bills that then gets their fans in attendance all riled up and loud and puts the Jets back on their heels. So, yes, there were two Josh Allen rushing touchdowns in that first half, but New York was able to respond every time. After that 35-yarder that you hear on Bill's radio, the Jets have their own six-minute drive, and Michael Carter gets into the end zone. What is this, a little game of anything you can do, we can do better? So it's 14-10 Buffalo at the break. I wonder if there were people who were thinking – Here we go again when Zach Wilson had a sack and a fumble in the red zone early in the third quarter. Although I saw plenty of Jets fans who were blaming Skycam. Almost as though it was a conspiracy to make sure that the Bills would win because there was a wire that malfunctioned and the Skycam essentially hit the field. It was a 12-minute delay. (laughs) there's one woman who was a scout with the Jets a long time ago, first female scout in NFL history. Uh, Her name is Connie, and she's awesome. She also is a passionate Jets fan. She actually said the person, like she said, who's getting fired for this? (laughs) Well, a wire broke, so I don't know if anyone's getting fired for it, but this is what happens when you are a Jets fan, and you are trying to turn the corner and put together a new culture and get some wins. Anyway, I hope no one got fired for a wire that malfunctioned. But it was a 12-minute delay, and the Jets had been moving the ball to that point. And then, once they get back on the field, the drive ends with Zach Wilson's turnover in the red zone. But then Josh Allen. Josh Allen makes his own mistake, right? And so... I feel like the give and take of this, the toe-to-toe element, maybe the Jets are not as good a team overall as the Buffalo Bills, but the fact that they were able to take a punch and punch back, it was actually a fight, not a walkover. 
that was really important for the for the uh, New York Jets for them to be able to match the Bills. James Robinson, the setback to the right of Zach Wilson in the shotgun. Two receivers to either side. Barrios in motion. First and goal at the seven. Back to throw Zach Wilson. Screen right. Caught Robinson at the ten. At the five. Reaches the ball out. He's across the goal line. That's a Jet touchdown. The Jets have the lead with 4-0-3 to go in the third. Yes, sir. Take a turnover. Turn it into points. That's Bob with Shoes and Company on Jets Radio. So, yes, after the second Josh Allen interception, New York is instantly in the red zone. And the new running back, James Robinson, hauls in a seven-yard catch for the score. 17-14 at that point. And on the last two drives, we saw the Jets go heavy on the rush. We saw the Jets start to use the ball control. Why? Well, because you don't want to give it back to Josh Allen. That's fairly obvious. New York goes 13 plays, 86 yards, six minutes. It's kind of what we saw with the Bills on their first scoring drive. And again, heavy on the rush to be able to milk as much time off the clock as possible. From 28 yards out to give the Jets the lead. Minute 45 on the clock out of the hold of Braden Mann. The snap high, the placement down, the kick is up, and it is down the middle and good. What a job by Braden Mann to pull down a high snap and get it set for Zerline, who puts it through. 1.43 to go in the game. Jets lead by three, fourth and 21. As Allen drops back to throw at his own five-yard line, scrambling to his left, buying time, looking downfield. Leaves a bomb for Davis. Sauce Gardner's there. It's knocked away. Sauce Gardner in position on Gabe Davis. Knocks it away. And the Jets are going to take a knee and win it here at MetLife Stadium. Bob was shoes and so fired up, he nearly knocks them off the air as Sauce Gardner is knocking that ball away from Josh Allen's intended target. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, to see Sauce Gardner in the middle of everything was huge. As a rookie, he brings swagger to the Jets, and that's what they need, right? The Bills have it in the form of Josh Allen and a couple of other players, Stephon Diggs, to be sure. This is what the Jets need. This is a culture-building win for Robert Sala and the Jets. I loved the tenacity. I loved the fight. I loved that they were not backing down. Regardless of what the Bills were able to do, they had an answer, and they hung tough, and ultimately they come away with a W. The fact that we just beat, I believe they're the number one ranked team in the NFL, it's a blessing, man, but at the end of the day, we all believed in each other. We believed in the coaches. They believed in us. So there was no doubt in our mind that we was going to be able to hang with those guys. It's a hard-fought game. It's a damn good football team, a well-coached football team over there. Buffalo, obviously, they're, they've got championship aspirations. But, um, but I don't think there's a guy in that locker room that didn't think we couldn't win. We expected to win this game as a, as a team. You know, of course, we understand this is a good team. We understand what they're all about, but we understand what we're about as well. So uh, the mindset is that we should be able to go in there and compete. And we knew it was going to be close. Of course, we got to be able to finish in crunch time, and I think we did that. 
Sauce Gardner, Robert Sala, said, we expected this. Of course you did. I don't think Bob Wischusen did or the rest of the football viewing public. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So no turnovers for Zach Wilson, which was really the big deal. 154 yards and one touchdown for him. And then the fact that he was able to take care of the football was humongous. As for Josh Allen, the two interceptions, he does have two rushing touchdowns, but he was ticked off at himself after the game. Our defense goes out there, they strain their tails off, uh, get us a, a turnover in the red zone, and I get right back. That's something, you know, I can't do. To me, he can't do no wrong. I'm saying, of course, he's going to be harder than himself. So uh, from, my, from my land, it's like we can do some things better. But farm your own land. It starts with the rule 111. I got to do my job the best way I can, and, you know, I start there. can make or break you. Um, good thing is everything that we still want in front of us, and we'll have to, have to put our foot forward and, I'll put our head down, continue to work hard, and have a good week of practice and, and get ready for the next one. So Josh Allen says after the game that it's tough to win when your quarterback plays like bleep. And he meant him, obviously. Um, the way that he was – I mean, he reminded me more of Aaron Rodgers on this Sunday, the way that Aaron was, like, screaming and yelling, and Josh Allen was doing the same. He was slamming his helmet into the kicking net. I mean, he was really frustrated, but that intensity – obviously sets a tone for his team as well. So they lose, and they're over inside the AFC East, but maybe there's no shame in that, considering that the AFC East does have the best collective record in football right now. No teams below 500. Patriots getting their second win in a row. The Dolphins have won three straight since Tua Tango-Valoa returned. We'll get to those games coming up next. We're halfway through. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.